Welcome to episode 219 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis and I'm joined by the man with the mirrored sunglasses, Ollie Spake. Hi, Ollie. Hi, Mel. How are you? I am really good. How was your parkrun weekend? My parkrun weekend was very summery and, yeah, a lot of fun. Very community-feeling parkrun this weekend. What happened at Shell Harbour? We're just going to assume that's where you were? A safe assumption. (laughs) (laughs) At Shell Harbour this weekend, well, we we had a fair contingent of visiting parkrunners, so I think the whole holiday in your backyard thing is really going strong. And we've heard in the last couple of pods that our event director, Brendan, had finished up. So we had the opportunity to just say a bit of thanks to Brendan at a parkrun morning in a bit of a Shell Harbour parkrun way. So we had a socially distanced gathering and presented Brendan with a special print from one of our special photographers at Shell Harbour Parkrun. It's becoming a bit of an emblem for the Shell Harbour Parkrun event team. Just to say thanks to Brendan. Yeah, and cheer him on as he went off to actually enjoy a park run. I saw that. I saw the video footage that was posted to social media. I shared that on our page for any listeners that might like to see the occasion uh, and your good self giving a bit of a speech for Brendan and the beautiful photo that was presented to him of the view from Killalea. I always say it wrong. Is it Killalea or Killalea? Well, I won't say I'm an expert. Locally, it's pronounced Killalea, but yeah, hey, the locals have been wrong before, so uh, <laughs> you, you can be the judge. <laughs> but it's a, ve- a very iconic view anyway of that outlook. Yeah, it's a good reminder to us all, if anyone is visiting Shell Harbour Park Run, come early, come and catch the sunrise. It's beautiful over by the steps that lead down to the farm beach. I might be biased, but it's one of the best views. Absolutely. That was where we had our very first Parkrun Adventure listener meetup and such fond memories of that day and all the effort that Brendan put in not to harbour the point. But uh, what about your Parkrun weekend, Mel? How was your Parkrun day, first of all? Yeah, fabulous. How can Parkrun day not be fabulous? I had a road trip, went north with three of my friends to Lake Boga and big surprise, like beautiful, absolutely beautiful place. The lake was stunning. It was a very fast, flat course. Uh, there was PBs aplenty on the day and a lot of history involved with the actual area, military history, Ollie, so right up my alley. Yes. I was very pleased. There's a little... Uh, military museum in the general vicinity of the start-finish line. And the township, is it's a bit of a home to some of the military history or is it more just uh, something that's popped up as a museum, as a tribute? Ollie, it's not a current military area. It mm. was from 1942 to 1947. It was the home of a Royal Australian Air Force base for the flying boats. Have you ever heard of flying boats? Yes. Because I had not. Ah. <laughs> but for anybody who might be a air enthusiast, and I know we do have several parkrun adventurers who enjoy that aspect of... Um, that way inclined. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So after the Japanese attacked Darwin in 1942, they their military looked for a, a safe place for their flying boats. And this area was identified. One of the 
military members was from that Kerrang area. So he knew like Boga was a good place for such a thing because it had no obstructions or, and it had an unlimited choice of landing and takeoff direction. So anyway, it was identified as a really good place. So it became the home and they used it to do um, repairs and such and not just for Australian aircraft but for overseas. So for the Americans as well, they used it as a base. So yeah, and now there's a museum there and it's got like what's the name of the Catalina I think it's called is the type of aircraft there's one on display there in the museum so yeah it's quite significant one for the tourism list exactly and I just love running near water so it doesn't matter if it's a river or a lake or the ocean if it's a park run that's near water I'm happy and this park run just circled the well it didn't circle because I think it's about maybe around 14 kilometres around the lake, but obviously we just go out and back. Mm. But, yeah, it hugs the shoreline and it's flat, so it's perfect for anybody that wants to do a fast time and it was a warm morning. It certainly was in many places. I know you said it was beautiful there. I, I saw some of the pictures. It is stunning and much bigger lake than I would have expected. Yeah, and I really had no idea of Lake Bogart prior to going there and that's what I love about parkrun tourism. There will be some little parkrun created in some place and you go, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go there and absolutely no expectation and then turn up and like completely flawed, absolutely beautiful, learn all this about the local area, contribute to the local economy while you're staying, obviously, for the weekend. It's quite close to Swan Hill, which is probably more well-known tourist destination, especially at the moment. We're still in school holidays. It's a warmer part of Victoria, if you like. So it was full of tourists this time of year. And you know what? They've got a giant cod, Ollie, a giant Murray cod in Swan Ah, Hill. (laughs) Add to the giant collection. So you are talking about a statue rather than an actual giant cod? Yeah, it sounds a bit odd when you say isn't it? A great big statue of a great big fish, which I didn't know existed either. I hope you're journaling all of these giant features as you're travelling. I think we need a parkrun club Mm. for all these giant things because I've got a feeling that Mark was quite close to a big banana this week. Yes, and we do have plans for said big pineapple as well. Correct. Yes. Yeah, so I just wonder how many parkruns are close to giant things. Maybe the informant can help. Homework for the informant. <laughs> or we'll have to just work it out ourselves, of course. I've, I've seen the informant in an alley. I'm not going to be issuing any instructions. I'm not that brave. Oh, let's give him a challenge. You know, you've got to level up. Can't just make it easy for him. Yeah, true, true. No, well done. And so where does that put you with respect to Victorian events, Mel? Oh, 87 out of 87, Ollie. Ha! We're back. I've caught up. Yay. (laughs) Good feeling? Oh, yeah. It's a little bit arbitrary, isn't it? But when you've done them all, it's always a little bit sad because until there's another event created, you've got no challenge. So I look forward to more Victorian park runs being created that I can visit. But at the moment, I am one of the few that has been fortunate enough to visit them all. And Uh. I can happily recall every single course in my head, which (laughs) I'm very proud to say. (laughs) And then Sunday, was it another great day at Juniors? It was, yeah. And those little kids, they're so cute, so cute. One of my run directors, her little daughter ran up to me after the event because I was obviously standing near the finish line and she ran up and she said, Mel, I got number 11. (laughs) She was so excited. Last week I was 19. (laughs) Oh, what a step change too. That's lovely. It was, yeah. 
they're just so excited about it. It's really cute. And during the run brief, I asked the kids, was there any questions? And I had one little girl put her hand up and I was in my mind, oh, okay, I've got a question. That's unusual. Okay, let's go with that. Yes. And I said, yes, what's your question? She says, I had my hair cut yesterday. (laughs) Bless her. (laughs) They're so cute kids. You just never know what they're going to come out with. That's very true. Like some of the strategies you talked about in last week's pod, I'm really intrigued to hear if there were any new strategies at play around some of the kids and how they thought they'd tackle the course. Yeah, no, I didn't get any more feedback with that. Okay. Everything went smoothly and that's all that we could hope for and we had happy little faces and we look forward to next week. Yes. Well done. Great to hear. It was another very positive week. And look, it's been lovely to see a lot of the fantastic parkrun days and junior parkrun days over the weekend. They're certainly building in numbers. Been lovely also to receive a couple of roving reports or a few roving reports, actually. Yes. Marvellous Mark sent us a roving report from Coffs Harbour where I did see a photo of him next to a big banana. And I believe we also have a roving report from Lake Boga, which might contain a very familiar voice. And we've heard from another familiar voice. So thank you to Alison, who has been at Owairaka. I hope I've got that right. So let's find out and let's have a listen. Hello, Parkrun Adventurers. This is Mark reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew from Coffs Harbour Parkrun. Coffs Harbour is on the north coast of New South Wales and is well known for its big banana. As I said, I'm at the Coffs Harbour Parkrun where today is event number 144. On average, they have uh, about 99 parkrunners each week and uh, obviously peak around the Christmas and New Year's time with a lot of visitors to the area. And they have an average finish time of 31 minutes and 11 seconds. So last year, when we did our travels around Australia, I did actually do a freedom run here. And uh, it's good to be back today to get my barcode scanned here. So let's have a chat to a few other parkrunners. I'm here with uh, Laurie and Therese. Good morning, how are we? I'm great, thanks. Yeah, we're doing well. Doing well. Very well. We're on holidays and lovely to be here. So, so where is home? Home is Casino, uh, up the road from Coffs Harbour, where we are today. And um, what, what brought you to, to Coffs Harbour today? Uh, well, we're on holidays, so um, we try to do a few around the district here while we're away from Casino, but our park run is called Queen Elizabeth park run and of course being a queue we get a lot of people coming from Queensland around the place coming to our park run so it's really good yeah. Yeah I imagine in uh, Canberra we have Queanbeyan and um, it's a it's a popular one for the for the queue as well um, yeah. so you're big on the, the park run challenge as well then? Yes well I've got my 50 shirt on and Laurie's got his 100 shirt on and we just really love it you know it's a great community get together event. And have you been to Coffs Harbour before? Not this park run, no. And what would be your top three, Laurie, of um, park run events? Well, I think I'd have to say Queen of the Park Run because that's my <laughs> my home one. I've been to a couple in Queensland, um, like um, South Bank, where there was, I think, 650 or something odd people ran, which was quite interesting. Uh, my time wasn't that good because I was at the back of the pack, but <laughs> other than that, it was great. Uh, another one I went to, it, it was, uh, I can't think of the name of it now, but it was an old army training ground. And that was really interesting because I thought with the risk, risk assessments we have to do, it would have been, it was great risk. But anyway, it was, it was fun. And what about yourself, Trace? Uh, well, yes, of course, Queen Elizabeth is good at casino. And uh, my husband and I went travelling in a caravan and I did Charleville. I think it was Charleville and um, it was only their third run. 
and I got a really good time, but I think I might have missed a turn. <laughs> <laughs> and then last week we did Yurunga, which was lovely. Ah. Yeah, we, um, we had a look at the parkrun map, and we don't have a U as yet, and there was... Yeah, a bit of a bit of consternation around whether we should travel a little bit further down the road to get our U. Um, but we must put that on another on another list. So, how else are you going for your your other alphabet and other parkrun challenges? Oh, I'm not particularly going for the challenge. I'm just uh, keeping on going, and um, you know, got a few back problems, so I mainly have to walk now. But yeah. I I still love it. What's well, the beauty about parkrun, isn't it? You can you can run, jog, or walk, and exactly. you're still part of the community. Yes, that's right. No, it's wonderful. And what about your parkrun story? Where uh, had it all start? 18, 18 or 19 parkrun, different parkruns. Yeah. Um, 115. My, my main emphasis has been on volunteering. Uh, I really love the volunteering side of it. Uh, I think 50, 48 or 49 volunteers. and It's great being a volunteer. It's fun. That's the fun part of it, in my opinion, being a volunteer. What's your favourite volunteer role? Oh, I like being the boss. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, it doesn't matter. It's just... I like cheering people on and having a good time, so it doesn't matter what the role is as long as you get the fun out of it, yeah. Very good. All right, well, thank you much for your time and enjoy your run this morning. Thank Appreciate you very it. much. Thanks, Thanks Mark. I'm here with uh, Trent, who is a, a regular here at uh, Coffs Harbour Parkrun. Good morning, Trent. How are you? How are you going? Very good to meet you. I'm good, thank you. It's a beautiful, gorgeous day here at Coffs Harbour. How long have you been coming to Coffs Harbour Parkrun? Uh, so it started about two years ago. I've done 87 here out of the 120 I think they've done here. So not a bad chunk of them, which is uh, good to see just to keep fit. I was about 110 kilos-ish when I, uh, before I started parkrun and now sitting at a 75-ish on average. So it was one of those um, try and get doing something activities and stuff and then I met a whole lot of people here. So it's been uh, a bit more of a little family thing here now. So there's a group of probably 20 of us that sort of started around the start and you still see them all the time, which is great. That's a, that's a significant weight loss. Uh, over what kind of time frame was that? That was around 13, 14 months, so not rapid weight loss, just um, changing diet, lots of water uh, and just activity, so a lot more walking and, and running. So I'll probably walk uh, two-thirds of the park runs I do these days. Uh, plantar fasciitis is one reason for it. Uh. <laughs> but um, managing that, and, and as I said, 5K is not a, not a big toll on it, so just something to get out and get going. I imagine that the weight loss would have been driven to keep up with the two lovely daughters you have. Yes, so I hit my peak when, when my oldest was about four or five and we started going places and then photos of me and the family, I started to look at it and go, wow, that's not what I feel like, so I will have to fix that up. And then I had a little bit of heart, um, blood pressure stuff, so I said I'll take the easy way out and just lose weight first rather than take any medication. That's a, that's a good plan. And um, So parkrun's obviously been a big part of the journey and, and the community here. Yeah, yeah, it's um, just the fact that it's, it's, it's always there for you, I think, is the one benefit. Mm -hmm. And there's no real pressure to overexert yourself. It's all about what you do to yourself. And if you want to go for ridiculous times, you can. Otherwise, you just walk around the other people. And um, I do a lot of tail walking as well, which means I can cheer on all the rest and stuff. So I try and make myself a bit known in the little group, which is really cool. And do you get around to other park runs in the area? I have only ever done one other, which was uh, Brisbane's South Bank one. Uh, I was up there for a trip and stuff and joined that one. That was about 600 people, so a bit different to this one, which yeah. is about 140, 130. Didn't know where I started from, and um, that was an amazing one because it goes through the um, the gardens yeah. over there, which is just beautiful. Yeah, I've done a, I've done a freedom run through there. Well, you know, my freedom runs are kind of 
interpretive because, you know, trying to understand the maps and the destructions and things like that that go along with them. But, yeah, I was quite... I really thought the gardens was quite nice. I was quite intrigued at how busy that area would actually be, particularly going over the bridge. Like, yeah. how did you find that? I've never been in a start like that. It was yeah. kind of like running a marathon where everyone's running at snail's pace until they saw dead all their speeds. And there's all bollards, which you're not ready for as well. And then the whole understanding of uh, bikes in cities, which take up the other half of the, the lines as well, which you're never ready for. So the bike up, bike up, bike back, bike back. Yeah. I never experienced. So it was, it was uh, very different, but um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time and um, enjoy your parkrun today. Thank you very much. Enjoy. See you. So I'm here with today's run director, Keelan. Good morning, Keelan. How are you? Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks for coming along. Thank you. It's a beautiful day here at Coss Harbour. Um, well done on the weather. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, perfect day for it. It looks like we've got um, you know, some pretty high numbers, well over 100 today, which I suppose is typical for this time of year. Yeah, it is. Um, last week we had our second largest attendance, about 180, and I think this time last year we just got over 200 for the first time. So it's, it's building well, yeah. It's good to see the, um, the tourists coming to Coffs Harbour and uh, helping the economy out here. How long have you been involved in the Coffs Harbour Parkrun? Oh, Coffs Harbour Parkrun I've been doing for about... Um, well, this time last year I was, and then obviously we had a break over COVID, so there's not much going on. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd get involved, and before I know it, I'm run director and I'm, I'm helping uh, run the show. Where were you before Kosawa? So I was in um, Sydney at Macquarie Uni, and I was just doing some park runs there, but I wasn't really part of a park run community, so when I came back, I, was, um, I thought I'd get involved. Excellent, well done. Can you describe the um, the Coffs Harbour Park Run course to us? I, I actually came and did a attempted a freedom run here uh, last year, going off uh, somebody's Strava map and the course directions. I don't think I got it quite right, particularly this section around the finish and start line. Can you can you just give us a bit of a description of the course? Yeah, sure. So the course starts at an open reserve um, next to the Coffs Creek, and it does a loop around the park before connecting onto a concrete path that takes you over Coffs Creek and then out through sort of a, a path that goes through some bush and littoral rainforest out to North Walcart Park and then it returns back the same way, it does a loop around the park and then runners go out for a second lap, so it's a two lap course. And it's right next to the, the beach as well and I can see some runners already uh, cooling down in the in the water which is yeah, um, yeah. quite tempting to be honest, it is a bit of a warm day for, for us Ken Barons. This one finishes coming across the line. Now, you, um, you mentioned in, during the, the run briefing um, that there's talk of a, of a new course. What's, what's um, happening there? Yeah, so this has been a, a year-long process in trying to get a course extension basically out to Muttonbird Island, which is an iconic point in Coffs Harbour. Um, runners will go along the um, northern break wall there out to um, Muttonbird Island and then back to what they call Siberia. And so it would basically effectively turn it into a one-lap course with views of both the jetty and the mountains hinterland as you're running back. Yeah, wow. So you're kind of just ticking off all the some of the main icons in Coffs Harbour, obviously not the big banana, but certainly um, some other big icons there, which is good. Yeah, definitely. It, we feel that this course would showcase the best you could possibly showcase in the Coffs Harbour area, and we're really close to getting it up and running, which is exciting. Looks like I'm going to have to come back sometime soon to run the new course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, hopefully this, we're expecting a bumper attendance for our first attempt of this course. So, yeah, stay tuned. Excellent. All right, thanks very much for your time. No worries, thank you. All right, well, that's uh, us done here at Coffs Harbour Park Run. A wonderful park run day here. Lots of fun. 
nice and warm we're off to go find some breakfast and coffee see you next time on the parkrun adventurers good morning parkrun adventurers it's melissa here and i'm coming to you from victoria's brand new parkrun course at lake boga and I've got the event director with me, Melissa, and the, today's RD, Tony. Um, hi, girls. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah, good, thanks. Now, it's week two today. Yep. What were your numbers? Um, we had exactly 100 today, which is a great turnout. Excellent. It's a beautiful morning down here. The sun was out. Yes, we're going to have a really hot day. It's going to be 43 degrees, so it was great to get out early and see so many people enjoying the, the lovely weather. There was a mix of tourists and locals? Yes, we had people from Melbourne, Geelong, Hamilton, all over the place today. Can you describe the course for us? Yes, so the course is five kilometres obviously and it's part concrete and bitumen and it runs around the lake um, 2.6 kilometres and then back 2.4 to our finish line. There's a bit of history um, involved in this lake I believe, a bit of military history. Yeah, so right near the course we have the Catalina Flying Boat Museum So, and we have a, a cafe right next door as well. So you can be a tourist once you've finished and have a look through there. And um, Tony, you were the run director today. Have you been involved with Parkrun before being involved with Lake Boga? Um, no, with Lake Boga Parkrun. So I haven't been involved in Parkrun much, but the, probably the motivation for it for me is um, I'm a runner, but I want to give back to running um, and others, so I, I wanted to be part of the volunteer side of it. Yeah. That's great. And are you friends? Is that how you knew about it? Um, we know each other, but probably haven't been social before no. together, so it's a great way new to make friendship. new friends. <laughs> That's yeah. what Parkrun's all about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And what about yourself, Melissa? Have you been involved with Parkrun before? So no, I actually haven't competed in a Parkrun or completed one before. Um, I got roped into helping by Cameron Smiths, whose idea it was... To, to get everything up and going and it's just been a whirlwind since then yeah did you have much trouble getting the funding and getting the course uh finding the the route uh, we were actually really lucky so tony here actually had our course approved for us about 12 months beforehand and things just didn't quite work out um, so we picked it back up using the same course that tony had chosen and we no issue with funding the local community was really supportive Oh, that's excellent. It's been so good to see so many people in this community, you know, come out that, you know, I've never seen running before or anything. It's really good. We'll get, yeah. um, pick up the usage around the lake, do you yeah, think? Yeah, definitely. It's good for the out. cafe too. Yeah. Yes, you've got a cafe yeah. right on course. I should mention yeah. that. There's toilets. There's plenty of toilets yeah. on your course. Yeah. And you've got the lovely, is it Boo? Yeah. Boo's, Boo's Place Lakeside. Yeah. Yeah. And you can jump straight in the lake after you've finished. We were wondering, are you allowed yeah. to swim? Yeah, yes. it's beautiful. Yeah. We've, um, yeah. Last week we actually had some participants jump in the lake yeah. for a cool down afterwards. Yeah. Nice. Lovely caravan park just down the yeah, road. Yeah, for the yeah. tourists. Yeah. There's camping um, quite close by. We stayed in Swan Hill. So, yeah, yeah um, you got it all. Actually, at the moment, there's, there's, it was a little bit hard last minute to get accommodation up this way. Oh, so really? So it's a good tourist destination yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Being that it's still school holidays. It's a, it's a good um, course for a PB because it's flat. It is indeed. Yeah. I think there was a few this morning. Yes, we did get a pretty good, to- yeah. few t- good times. All right. Well, thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks for talking to me, ladies. Thanks for And good luck out. with the future of Lake Boga Foreshore. Thank no, you. Thank you. Hi there, it's Alison King here reporting in for Parkrun Adventurers from Owairaka Parkrun in Auckland, New Zealand. 
I usually live in Rotorua and run at Puringa Park Run, which is where I'm also co-ED. But I've come up to Owairaka Park Run to get a cheeky Wilson Index number. So I'm just going to have a chat with a couple of other people who've come up here today and see what they thought of the course. I'm here with Andrew Capel who is an Auckland, or he lives in Auckland, and we're here at OY Raka Park Run. I don't think it's Andrew's local, so Andrew, uh, where's your home park run and what brought you here today? Well, my home park run officially is actually in the UK, but my home park run in Auckland, so I've been been living in Auckland for 15 years and now running at Cornwall Park. And what's brought you to OY Racket today? I'm uh, trying to complete my Wilson Index. So this, I think, is number 14. Or I'm hoping is number 14. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, got a few gaps early on, um, and then I've got a nice run of numbers. What do you like about the OY Racket course? I know you've been here before. You are here at the inaugural, I if I remember I was here right at me. the inaugural. Um, yeah, I've been here a couple of times since. It's a, it's, a, it's a really nice course. It's mostly flat, goes over a stunning bridge. It's a little bit of a climb, but uh, it's, 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 it's really nice. Um, uh, out and back, uh, good good surface to run on. So, yeah, I, I quite like it here. It's um, yeah, good. Um, yeah, some very fast runners as well. So. <laughs> You had a good run today? I did, yeah, yeah, went pretty well. Yeah, enjoyed yeah. it. It's nice, nice morning for it. It's not too hot, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's And, and uh, we were just, I think we just timed it right. The sun had just kind of few clouds over just as we were running. So it's actually, yeah, kept it kept it down a bit. And you're one of the few in New Zealand to be a countryman with all 32 events. Yes. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I, that kind of all happened by accident to start with. But then you, you get to a certain number uh, once you've been touring around and then you think, oh, I've, I've really got to finish it. You know, b- being in New Zealand, our events are so far apart. It actually takes quite a lot of planning. So, yeah, I've managed to finish that on Christmas Day at, uh, at Flaxmere over in uh, Hastings. And what a great Christmas present. I know, I know. <laughs> cool. Thanks for your time, Andrew. Thanks very much. So here we have Nigel, Milius and Wendy here, who are two of the few other New Zealand countrymen um, here today at Owairaka. Nigel, what did you think of the course? Beautiful, beautifully marked, very hard to get lost on it, I thought, today. Yeah. And you, Wendy? I love this course and hopefully I did a PB today. Yeah. What did you like about it? Easy, really friendly people and um, just lots of space. Now, you two, I, I call you nomadic park runners because even though you have to specify a home park run, you don't really have a home, do you? No, well, I consider us people of no fixed park run, actually, um, because we have five or six park runs all about three hours drive from home. Three hours, that's that's quite a commitment. Each way. Yeah. Also, we're rarely at home, so uh, in, in, in normal life we're travelling quite often abroad, but at the moment, obviously, in New Zealand, which is a great opportunity to uh, get round the New Zealand park runs for a first, second or third time. Yeah. And where are you going to be going to next? Uh, next week we're going to Hagley Park, uh, Christchurch. We've uh, got friends down there, so catch up with them. We've uh, the, the, um, got this penguin art exhibition thing on, which we're very keen to see. And also I'm, uh, I'm wanting to write a report for that one because I haven't written a report there yet. Well, any final words from you, Wendy? Uh, and he wants to go to the cricket down there. That's the other draw card. <laughs> cool. Thanks very much. And lovely to hear from our roving reports. Mark coming to us from Coffs Harbour Park Run. He's having quite an adventure, Ollie, on his summer holidays. Yeah. 
Thanks, Mark, for taking us up the East Coast. It's lovely to hear again and great to hear from obviously some fellow adventurers out there traveling around. It was interesting to hear. I think there's a trend here. Has there been a top three that he's interviewed that hasn't had their own park run in that three? Everybody loves their own park run. Everybody rates their own park run as number one, don't they? That's kind of fitting. That's that connection. That's understandable. But good to hear more of those local holidays and some other fantastic highlights in the the people that Mark spoke with and speaking to Trent and the journey that he's been on. How fantastic. I know. He's lost an amazing amount of weight. Yeah. Such a benefit, such a positive benefit that Parkrun has on so many people. Yeah, that, that, that's just brilliant, Trent. Lovely to hear he's sharing that time with the family and making the most of it. And the RD, Keelan, who was telling us all about the proposed new course for Coffs Harbour. That sounds pretty exciting. It sounds fantastic. The Coffs Harbour sampler, basically. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't wait. It's certainly got me reassessing any potential North Coast stops. That's a very good marketing campaign, Keelan. Thank you very much. Uh, And well done on stepping up. Certainly got a a strong impression that Keelan's jumped in feet first into that event team and it's lovely to hear such enthusiasm, someone taking on a role like that and and, bringing Parkrun to the community. Yeah, he definitely sounds enthusiastic and like he's really relishing the new role. And second, we heard from you, Mel, at Lake Boga. Oh, we did. And it was lovely to meet ED Melissa and RD Tony on the morning. But both of them have started a park run and they've never actually ran a park run. That's a huge thing to do. It's dedication to the cause of getting the park run up and going. And obviously they felt that they were onto something right. Yeah, big kudos to them. Yeah, they're both very passionate, lovely ladies. And I tell you what, there was a few records that fell this weekend, Ollie, but I was very blessed to be at the finish line when one of my fellow Victorian parkrun tourists came in over a minute uh, on top of her PB. So wiping a minute off her, her standing PB was Sue Arnott. And just to see the excitement of her husband who was standing behind me when he looked at his watch and saw her coming in and realised she was taking a massive amount off her PB and to have a beautiful photo because that lake, it's very picturesque. I tell you what, Lake Boga, they must have one of the prettiest positions for finished photos. If anybody saw the photos that I posted on social media, mm-hmm. just fabulous. The um, Event photographer has no problems at all at that park run, I can tell you. So I was just standing there in awe, capturing Sue with her arms raised as she came over the finish line, and it was just beautiful. It was, you know, just one of those moments, very blessed to be there and to have experienced seeing her do that. Congratulations again, Sue. What a massive achievement. Well done. And we heard from Alison Ollie. She sent us in a roving report. Thank you, Alison. I will let you announce the name of the place where Alison was. Yeah, look, I'll be the butcher for now. Um, <laughs> fantastic to hear from Alison again, uh, coming to us from Owaraka Park Run. Sorry, everyone in Owaraka Park Run, if I am butchering that. But great to hear from more of the New Zealand connection and to hear from some of the countrymen out there. Yes, they seem to have a nice little group of countrymen going around enjoying their park runs, but I'm still waiting for that snazzy terminology. I think, Alison, maybe you need to be polling the people as you go around 
and uh, get some suggestions. We want to hear some suggestions for <laughs> for that terminology. We can build up a bit of a sample and we can collate those results. We yes. could do a quiz. Yes. So, look, we'll, we'll talk, Alison. We'd love to hear more and love to hear some of the suggestions coming from the field. Yeah, get some suggestions for us and we'll do a poll and we'll get the public, all our listeners, all five of them, they can vote. <laughs> We'll probably, two votes will win. That'd be nice. Let's coin some terms. Yeah. I'm sure there's some alliterations that we can come up with. Let's get all our listeners onto it. All right. So we're opening this up beyond just the uh, the New Zealanders? Yeah, why not? Excellent. And specifically, we are seeking snazzy terms for the islanders, as in the North Island and South Island version of the statesman, Mel, or are we after a, a countryman equivalent? Oh, that's too many questions. Let's just see what everybody comes up with, either, either, or. Uh, but how many have they got over both the islands, Ollie? How many events? Because I'm feeling a bit upset. I've got 87 just in Victoria. I think I need to be countrymen. Yep. Well, I think uh, numerically you've got a strong argument. The number was 32. I'll stand corrected. There's another opportunity for my butchering to be corrected if I have messed that up. But you've certainly done a, a fair number compared to the New Zealand total, Mel. I have, haven't I? I'm mm. feeling a little bit proud now. Yeah, so let's not split them up north and uh, south island. I think we need to keep them together and if they want to be, if they want to have a title, they need to have done all of them in their whole country. All right, that sounds like a plan. We'd love to hear. But there were some other records that fell this weekend. Yes, and what a record. It was Lauren Reed at Parramatta and, wow, that caused some excitement around the country, didn't it? Yeah, look, I, th- I think the waves are still rolling through, those shock waves. Yeah, I know that Parramatta Park Run is a fairly flat and fast course. I think there's a tiny bit of what you'd call undulation and at the finish line too, for that matter. What a run. Have you been there, Ollie? Have you done Parramatta? I have done Parramatta. You have? Oh, my God, I am shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been in your younger days, was it? In your touring days. Back in my heyday, <laughs> uh, back on the road, uh, back in the days of the double, longest run. I did a oh. longest run. Is it to Parramatta as well? So, be- yeah, beautiful location al- alongside the river. And I think it really lends itself to those that, that want to push themselves, <laughs> obviously, from this evidence. A great community as well. What's the name of the river? Is it the Parramatta River? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And clearly Lauren has been gunning for this one. So uh, congratulations, Lauren. Yes. So she also holds the course record at Curl Curl. I looked her up. She's a Curl Curl runner and the course record there, 16 minutes, 17. And this new record at Parramatta. So that's 15.45. Taking off the Park Run Women's Global Record and of course the Australian Women's Record as well. So, so what an achievement. Fresh in the new year too. That would have been exciting for all those people at Parramatta on the weekend. I saw there was 302 runners, so it would have been nice to have been one of those and to have witnessed that going on. I'm sure that they must have announced that on the morning. And after Lauren's fantastic new world record, we had the fortune to be able to catch up with Lauren. So let's have a listen. Our special guest this week is Lauren Reed who this last parkrun day at Parramatta Parkrun in Sydney became the new world record holder for the fastest female parkrunner worldwide in an amazing 15 minutes and 45 seconds. Um, so welcome, Lauren, and congratulations well, on your you parkrun so world record. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. 
Now, thank you for joining us. And it's been wonderful already to see so much parkrun love for your fantastic effort. Uh, firstly, I suppose there's, yeah, a, there's a bit really of... Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, and I think people across the globe have embraced you, you know, parkrunners in Australia and and certainly a fair few from from back over in Scotland and the UK, I've noticed. Yeah, it's actually really, really special, the, um, the parkrun kind of... Uh, um, communication I've had, like particularly, there's a park run in my hometown in Scotland, and I did that park run the last time that I was there um, when my daughter was just really little, and they remembered that I'd been there and that I'd done it, and they reached out to me recently, congratulated me, and were super excited for me, and I just thought that was so lovely because you know I'd, I'd only I'd only been and done that run once, but they they remembered me and. Um, I thought that was really cool. So, yeah, a few of the different parkrun uh, race directors have reached out to say, well done, and I love that. Yeah, it's really special. That's well, great support, and you obviously had quite a bit of support from Parramatta Parkrun, but uh, I suppose in the first instance, wh why Parramatta? Why why the choice of Parramatta for the uh, record attempt? <laughs> um, well, it was a bit of a kind of... Um, like a vague last minute type of idea um, that was thrown out by some of the guys that I run with. Um, we were going to do a park run and have a coffee as a bit of a farewell because um, my husband and my little daughter Ruby and I are leaving Sydney. Yes. So in true runner style, we thought we'd farewell with a park run and coffee. And then, yeah, one of the guys had kind of said, oh, you should have a shot at that record. Um, and so then began the debate on which is the best course in Sydney. And basically, no one really knew. We couldn't quite decide. Um, but we knew that Parkrun was, was quite a decent course in terms of um, the turnaround point And yeah. um, it's not too winding or anything like that. It's got a, bit, a couple of little hills on the way back, but nothing significant. So they, um, I left the, the people in my running group to debate and decide. And so <laughs> Parramatta was... <laughs> I think the happy medium in terms of location for everyone and also quite a lot of people had done it, had run quite good times on it. So it was out of that one uh, or Greenway or Road. Mm. I think those are those three. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, I quite like the eight o'clock start as well, to be honest, because the one next to me starts at seven and I thought, oh, it's a bit of a sleeping. Right. <laughs> but little did I know it was going to be like super hot that morning. So actually... Um, maybe the earlier one would have been better, but never mind. Well, it really was, and clearly, you know, heat must have played a factor. Um, did you feel that as you were running? I, I felt it on the back part, like the, mm. the um, on the way back, which, you know, you've got that combination of just being tired because it's the second half, um, and then those couple of hills, and then also, yeah, the, the heat. And uh, I kind of felt fine for most of the run, and then... I just really suddenly didn't feel fine. <laughs> I didn't realise, you know, oh, I'm quite close to being completely gassed here. Oops. Um, but I managed to hold on, so that was okay. Uh, yeah, and then it wasn't really until I stopped. It was like, oh, my God, this sun is absolutely burning hot. Um, there wasn't any shade, so, yeah, it was really warm afterwards. There was a lot of sweaty high fives and catch-ups. I bet, I bet. And there, there is a slight uphill right at the end there too, isn't there? So you must have felt Oh, it's that. a sting, yeah. It's a, it does sting your legs, you know. It, it doesn't any other time. It's not big enough to even, you know, be that, 
that much of a, a problem, but it, definitely when you're running fast and you're hot, it was, I felt it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we did notice, interestingly, you, you broke the record that was set on the very same weekend two years before, the, the female record at Parramatta there. So there must be something about the heat in no Parramatta Park No way! Run. I didn't know that! Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, ah, on the, the 26th of January back in 2019. So, um, well, yeah, there's, there's something there. So, um, yeah, cl- clearly heat running must favour you. Uh, so well done, I believe, on backing <laughs> up a couple of days later. You got first at the Invitational on Australia Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was really surprised, actually, that I um, felt okay because I didn't think that I would. I actually had quite sore legs. Um, <laughs> Still that day, uh, not not really sore, but you know I don't often get um, I don't often pull up sore from races or runs, mm. but I actually did pull up just a little bit, not injury sore, just fatigue sore uh, in my quads. So I was definitely trying to fix them before the invitational, spraying magnesium on them and having baths and uh, all sorts of things. But it, uh, they were actually okay, felt fine. Um, I just didn't push myself because my coach told me not not to do that because it would kind of probably affect training for the rest of the week so I tried to yeah. sit quite comfortably and um, yeah I actually felt surprisingly okay but again it wasn't really until I finished I was like oh my god it's so hot it was, it was even hotter on Australia Day than it had been on the Saturday so we've had yeah some pretty high temperatures. Oh, really well done in those conditions. Now the Parramatta Park Run effort was certainly a team effort you had some paces out there and you had a lot of support there so um who paced you on the morning so i had harry summers pace me which mm-hmm. was amazing and i didn't know that that i did i didn't know until a couple of days before that one of the guys had organized that for me which was like i was pretty felt quite honored to have him lining up next to me um because he's obviously a very mm. talented athlete so um yeah he paced me the whole way um he was definitely yelling at me on the second half because i slowed down a little bit but he did a really good really good job and i i honestly do like i know that running is obviously an individual thing but it, it's uh it's, you know in occasions like that it, it feels so far from individual it's definitely a team effort um yeah absolutely yeah yeah really a great community there now you you run usually with is it the delta running project yeah, so I run. I uh, yeah, I run with the Delta Running Project, and there's also another group called the Manly Hurt mm-hmm. uh, Crew, and so um, I run with both of those groups. They're kind of intertwined a bit, um, and they're just like my extended family. <laughs> they're amazing. So you've yeah. always I'm spoiled. I'm very very spoiled here in Sydney to have so many amazing people to run with, you know, and have chats with and solve all our problems together on a long run and support one another, whether it's a park run or a marathon or a track race. Like we've all been there for one another over so many uh, different races and runs and times throughout our lives. So I'm going to really miss them when I move to Orange. I think that's what I'm going to miss the most. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. decided that I'll come back every four weeks so I can have a long run with them. <laughs> <laughs> Did, um, yeah. do, you ha- do you have plans to continue I suppose that that running aspect, or even you know, coaching, or, or otherwise, when you move. Yeah, so I, I want to keep uh, training at. Um, so at the moment, I'm training towards the 
nationals, which are in April, and they will double up as the Australian Olympic trials. Mm. So that's my goal at the moment. Um, I'll try to run as close to the qualifying time as I can over the 800 and the 1500. Um, so it's going to be a little bit different in Orange because there's no track. And obviously yes. my coach won't be there, but we're going to try and make that work um, through, yeah, I guess, this distance programs and um, when I need to, I'll come back to Sydney for sessions and training and races wherever they are, whenever they are, and we're hoping to make it work. But it will be logistically a little bit more challenging, but I think that if you want something bad enough, you'll just make it work. So I think there'll be some really good pros um, uh, that come out of running in orange. Like I think it's slightly above sea level, and mm. a lot of the training will be on, on grass instead of the track, which I think... I think, one, it's really nice for your legs to have that, but two, you feel the difference when you do get on a track a bit more. Yes. Yeah. You feel, feel a bit quicker. So, yeah, I'm confident that I'll, that I'll manage it okay, and I'm looking forward to leading some running buddies out in Orange. So, yeah, looking forward to getting settled into life there. No, I'm sure you'll settle in quickly, and, and that'll, be, um, that'll be part of a fantastic journey that you've already been on so far, clearly. And, look, you've got a massive range in terms of different distances as well. Do you, do you have a preferred range or a preferred distance? Is it the 800, 1600 or, or now the 5K? Oh, well, I just really like running, to be honest. Yep. Um, I came into running quite late. I didn't do anything vaguely competitive until only a few years ago and then um, kind of quickly got stuck into that. Um, and I'm still, I suppose, figuring out what the sweet spot is. I, I think that it's probably um, 800 or 1500 at the moment mm. but I also think that as I age because I'm 35 I'll be 36 this year I think yep. that just naturally that kind of top end speed will start to to follow and I might be able to focus a bit more on the 5000 and the 10,000 maybe even the half marathon I've got no desire to go as far as marathon and no. um, for now, I think while I can, while I'm still getting a bit quicker over that shorter stuff, I'll, I'll focus on that. But I like it all. Um, I prefer anything over 3,000 metres. I just prefer it on the road um, mm-hmm. as opposed to the track. But, yep. yeah, just okay. happy to see what comes my way and just enjoy the process of, and I guess I'm uh, in training years, I'm quite young. Maybe yes. not biological years, but training years, I'm quite young, so... I'm still learning lots. Spring chicken, yeah. uh, Able to, yeah. So that's really cool because I can still see some improvements and get excited about learning how to train a bit better because I think initially I was just like, oh, I'll just run heats and really hard all the time. So it's a learning curve to find what really works and, yeah, got really good people around me to help me with that. Yeah. And so somehow you've you've found parkrun along the way there in that journey and uh, I suppose – for now, Curl Curl's been your home park run. Is that right? Yeah, so Curl Curl's like I can walk to the start from my from my um, apartment. Mm-hmm. It's really close close to where I am, and um, I I just think park runs great. Like it's a, a weekly opportunity to kind of test where you're at and be around your friends. And I also do a little bit of coaching work. I've got like a few um, clients that I coach for running, and I also work with kids, and it's a great. Like it's a great opportunity to get them involved in that as well in a place yeah. that it's as serious as you want it to be. It can be you're trying to run the fastest time or it can be, oh, I've never done a race before, so this is like a kind of 
it's not really a race, but it might feel a bit like one. So you can kind of use it as you want to, I suppose. I think that's really unique. Mm. Um, and I love that like, when I went back to Scotland, I was like, cool, I'm going to go and do the park run in Edinburgh and I'm going to do the park run in Dunbar. And um, when I went to go to Orange to visit um, my in-laws, I'll do, I'll do the park run in Orange. And I, I think it's awesome because straight away, you know, you're going to chat to people and you're going to feel included in something. And like, I like to cheer on people at the end and I get really overexcited at the kids running. <laughs> so I ran, I did park runs when I was pregnant and I did them with my daughter when she was a baby in the pram. And the whole time, like each one is just as important as the next one. It doesn't really matter what, you know, what your goal is. It just matters that you're there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I suppose with the exception of you know what the world's experiencing at the moment, uh, it's there every week, and and you know one day we'll be there That's every it, week. Yeah. So you can always always go back and try it a different way, try it somewhere else. And in those park runs you have been to, do you have any highlights? Favorite courses? Um, or, I really, yeah. I really like my favorite course I've ever done was the one in Cranham in Edinburgh, mm. um, and it's a it goes out along the Firth of Forth. And it's just this big, wide path right along the waters front. And it's flat as a tack and dead straight. And it's got a nice, big, wide U-turn and that. And it's just like, I would love to go there and try to run really fast on that course. I, I did, I have run on it, but I think my little one was only about seven or eight months. I wasn't quite fit. Um, I think I ran around about 16 to, 16 to 16 or something mm. like that, which was, was good, but I'd love to run love to give that a really good shot and actually my my younger sister messaged me yesterday and told me that she thinks that I should do that she said I, I think you should come to Scotland as soon as you can and I think you should run that course again because it's just it would be great for a fast time and also it was um it was really it was a really busy park run which I know mm. is not thing now but it was cool that there were so many people um and the guy who was the race director the day that I was there was absolutely fantastic. He was like a comedian. He put on this little show <laughs> and made us all laugh at the start line. It was brilliant. Oh, so perfect. that would be my standout one. Yeah, that yeah. was that was a really cool one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, it sounds lovely, and that that sounds like a plan. You'll have to have to give that a shot when it's available. I mean, th this yeah. is. This is a, a question that uh, we'd love to understand uh, your thoughts on. Uh, really, if if money okay. or COVID were no object, which park run? Globally, would you like to run to run at? Honestly, right now, I would just want to do that one I said because it's close to all my family and I yeah. miss them a lot. Um, so yeah, I'd have to I'd have to say that it would be that same one for that for that reason. Um, I, and you know, if if I had just been into my family and missing them wasn't a thing, I suppose I'd probably look up where how exotic I can get with park run, look at somewhere that's I haven't been before, um, but I don't actually know all the places where parks run is, so I'd have to do some research. Uh, right. And I suppose with you moving to Orange, we'll, we'll see you at the Orange Park Run and, and maybe some of the neighbouring park runs yes. over the coming years? Well, I've, I've done Orange Park Run um, and I will definitely be doing it again. I think mm -hmm. it's probably where I'll spend most of my Saturday mornings because I'm hoping I'll get to meet some other running buddies or just buddies full stop. So yes. that's, that's what I'll be doing most Saturday. And um, I hadn't thought about neighbouring park runs, actually, but that's a good idea. I uh, what what well, other ones are close to. The orange course is not a particularly um, 
uh, it's not a particularly nice cross because I don't like hills and it's quite hilly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you find some variety. It might be a bit of a drive, but a bit of variety at least. Yeah, well, that's a good idea, actually. I'll have to check that out. Look, uh, we know it's been a whirlwind week for you, especially with the move and, and with the family. So, look, thank you very much, Lauren, for sharing your experience with us, sharing, obviously, you know, what was a magnificent effort and achievement, but also you know, clearly your, your love of athletics, coaching the community, and, and you know, obviously, you know, as a, as a Parkrun volunteer too, you know, it's nice to have someone like you in the Parkrun world. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I, I hope I managed to articulate well enough how much it meant to me to be a part of that on on yes. Saturday and to have such an amazing spirit around. And um, I'm hoping, I'm not sure exactly what time our removal truck is coming on Saturday, but I've messaged my local park run, run to ask if I could help and volunteer um, with them, but I'm just waiting to find out what spot they have left and what uh, time my removal truck comes up. But um, yeah, I think it's really cool that you can be running it one week and then the next week you can be giving something back. It's uh, really nice. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. look, it's it's wonderful. It gives back a lot, and there's obviously so many people that do give back. I hope to chat to you again somewhere along the way. Absolutely. No, we'll have to catch up and look when you are finally into uh, into hill running, please come on down to Shell Harbour Park Run on the south coast. We'd love Shell to have Harbor. you too. Okay. There we are. I'll yeah. put it on my list. <laughs> <laughs> no, good. Okay. But uh, in the meantime, Sounds all good. the best to you. To uh, It's Matt, isn't it? And Ruby. And um, yeah. Yes, that's right. Good luck with the move. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Cheers. This is the informant. These are unofficial stats. They may differ from the stats you read elsewhere. They are only current at the time they are collected, with a 100% chance of an error from time to time. This week, they exclude Cape Pembroke Lighthouse, which to date has not published results. There were no event launches worldwide this week. Therefore, we remain on 432 current events. 32 in New Zealand and 400 in Australia, with 9 of those being closed events in prisons. 435 events ran worldwide. We had 404 events run in Australia and New Zealand, which is up from 393 last week. The remainder are still on hold due to COVID fears, maintenance on course, and a bit of deja vu with Colin being cancelled due to high fire danger. We had 54,665 runners this week, which is up approximately 2,500 on last week's record. Average attendance was 135, a slight increase on last week's 132. We had 6,765 PBs, 263 people reached their 50 milestone, 137 reached their 100 milestone, which are all post-COVID deaths. 3,211 first-timers took part, and 16 people reached their 250 milestone. It has been a huge week for New States people. For the ACT, we have nine. Rachel Horton, Catherine Santasuso, Sharon Ringland, Nina Myers, Erin Garty, Nicole Galliner, Charlotte Harper, 
Veronica Murtagh and Daniel Zhu. Noel Lockwood, Melanie Hardwick, Charlie Marrington in the NT, Michael Arnott, Chantel Hosking, Rihanna Wick-Gamble, Cheryl Smith, Melissa Ellis, Path Bomacanti, Irene Bomacanti, Suzanne Arnott in Victoria, Paul Firth in WA, and Chris Fraser in New South Wales, who also joins Emma Zammett and Amanda Hardy in claiming concurrent statesman status in three states and territories. Over to our most Aussie New Zealand events list, the biggest mover of the week is Bruce Purdy, who moved up eight spots to be ranked 139th after running his 81st different event at Warringal Parklands. Moving up the list to the top 20, Neil Barnett has a seemingly unassailable lead on 291 unique events. However, Tony Jennings jumped one spot to be 14th after running Kelvin Grove. That puts him level with Kathleen Wallington on 134 events. This has been The Informant, and my spreadsheet is bigger than yours. And another great report this week from our informant. Great to hear all the latest stats. And we're up to 87 parkruns now in Victoria, Ollie, and I noticed we are fast approaching New South Wales in number of events. I think you've got, what, 93 now? I'm not going to put, I suppose, an informant level stamp on that particular statistic, but I think you're right, and that's pretty close. Yeah, so we're only six behind you, and I've got a feeling that Victoria's got a lot of new events on the horizon. I'm not trying to make it competitive. Wouldn't wouldn't want to do that at all. (laughs) But at, at least, I suppose, if I'm investing in just representing the New Zealand. There we go. There's New Zealand. My, <laughs> <laughs> here's my secret allegiance. No, if, if I can invest in representing the New South Wales events, then at least there's maybe a stat I can compete with you on, Mel. Uh, let's, let's bring it on. I think we have a few more New South Wales events on the near horizon now that we're seeing a bit more momentum with some of these events. Can you just get a few more like southern New South Wales? Because my nephew at the moment. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. My Mendy is New South Wales. <laughs> I just need that border open so that I can get across to um, reach some of the park runs that I would like to compete. Compete. Mm. Complete. Oh, we're getting competitive now. Now you've, you've wrapped up all the Victorian events. It's not a race. No, just for, just for statesmanship. So that would mean ooh, which events would you be aiming for, Mel? Are these 2021 goals or are these just... They're nearer than that. Every time I look at the tourist tool, it tells me that my Nendi is Jindabyne. However, the tourist tool goes as the crow flies. It does not take into consideration that there is a massive mountain range in the way that I have to literally go around to get to Jindabyne. So Details. Jindabyne sits there taunting me. One day soon I will get there. But, yeah, I am yet to. And... The other ones that it keeps telling me are my Nindies are in Tasmania, of course, not taking into consideration that, you know, I have to swim across the Bass Strait to get to them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you can fly, you, you can sail, but, but clearly that's still a logistical challenge. To be honest, it's a little bit easier for me if I just jump in my car. Yes. <laughs> other than Palm, I don't mm. have any big trips planned but i am a fan of the last minute adventure where i just jump in my car and take off somewhere Mm, mm. but do you have plans for this weekend 
this weekend I'll be at Shell Harbour. (laughs) (laughs) And what's happening at Shell Harbour this week, Ollie? Uh, Look, more parkrun goodness. We'll have another one of our new run directors taking the stand. So I'm looking forward to supporting them and just enjoying the morning. I've got some weekends of travelling coming up in the not-too-distant future, so I'm enjoying as much Shell Harbour as I can possibly get in the meantime. Well, that sounds like a good plan. So the weekends that you've got planned, would they be family holidays that might include parkrun adventures? That's certainly part of the plan. Now, I don't know whether I'll make it to a new event on one of those at this stage, but yeah, we're, we're making plans. And, of course, looking forward to Palm. Excellent. What about you, Mel? Not Jindabyne, I take it. The adventure in me has, oh, what do you call it? What's the saying? The fires are lit. Mm. <laughs> I want to go somewhere. I want a new event. To be honest, I'm looking to get an event. I'm probably I'm looking at an interstate border crossing and a six-hour drive. So okay. th- these are the issues that I face. And, oh, yeah, I'm kind of scheming. Can I do the six-and-a-half-hour drive to Meningi on the weekend or not? <laughs> well, a bit of suspense there. We'll have to see. Yes, I'll leave you hanging. Cliffhanger. Tune in next week and we get to hear the follow-on episode and work out whether you made it or not. Oh, look, and you know what I really should do? I just really should go to my local and show my face. <laughs> Do we recalibrate? Do you go Wilson? Do you look at some other index that you're looking to to boost in the meantime? Yeah, there's so many things to consider. It's a bit like some of the listeners may have seen up at Tambourine Mountain, a fellow Shell Harbour parkrunner making a different event out of a parkrun. So there's always that option as well. Oh, was that the marathon? That was Rick up there. Tell us a bit more about that, Ollie. For for anyone that hasn't seen that online, obviously jump on, have a look. Rick is one of our Shell Harbour Park runners who's been, I think he's jumped feet first as well, back into park run since it's unpause in New South Wales and in Queensland now it seems. And you know, Rick has a fantastic record when it comes to marathon running. The gentleman runs park runs like he runs marathons and marathons like he runs park runs so it was fantastic to see the tribute given to rick for running his 300th marathon recently and then to run a quasi marathon on the morning of park run with special thanks to bruce the director to allow rick to cross and to finish his marathon with a a very special number almost a very special finish token as well i think he just missed 43 by one so what did he actually do so he was in the middle of running a marathon and he incorporated that with a park run that's right to finish up the marathon i think whether or not it was intentional he'd be on the start line for that last 5ks of the marathon he wasn't as it panned out but well done to rick for recovering and completing i think what what was seven and a half k's in that park run time to finish up at the park run so it was multiple laps of the park run with a bit before yeah i think i think they were fairly creative with the course but then obviously incorporating the park run course afterwards have you done tambourine mountain i have not have you no i haven't done a queensland event yet i'm hanging out for my impending trip in april when I'm mm. up for Palm to get hopefully two Queensland events under my belt. But at this stage, yes, I am, when it comes to Peel Club, I am uh, missing a few states and territories. I have not done a West Australian event yet, I have not been to the Northern Territory, and I have not done uh, Queensland. Hmm. What about you, Ollie? Yeah, well, how many states and territories have you got up your sleeve? In my back pocket. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still have a number to go. I have completed events in New South Wales, ACT, 
Queensland, Victoria and South Australia. Have you been to Tassie? Have you done one in Tassie? Yeah, shamefully I have not. I grew up in Tasmania, so it's eating away at me that I haven't been to Tassie. So Tassie will be happening this year. It's just a question as to when and how often. Okay. Yeah. So we're sitting about the same, aren't we, other than I've done Tassie? Oh. I've got a few events in Tassie. Yes. Up my sleeve. Yeah. Four, she says as she clicks her spreadsheet. (laughs) And which four are they again, Mel? I have done uh, Jeevston, Railton, Devonport and Kate Reid. Ah, okay. So aside from Jeevston, obviously, there's a, a northern lean there, so... Yes, but do hope to get back there again soon, possibly in February. I have a friend that lives in Tassie, so she's got a birthday coming up I've been invited to. So if I can fly over for a night or two and get a park run and a birthday party and get back in time for juniors on Sunday, I'll be a very happy girl. How about that? Oh, that sounds like a very good weekend plan. Your sport for choice, Mel? It's quite surreal, isn't it? Like We have to stop and remind ourselves The rest of the world is still really battling this pandemic. Uh, It's quite a strange situation. We find ourselves here in Australia. We've all but almost eradicated the virus. We're still getting cases in hotel quarantine, but Mm. we're so fortunate there isn't any current community transmission and we're pretty much, apart from a few issues with borders, we're pretty much business as usual. So we have to keep reminding ourselves that our friends overseas are still battling a lot of hardship with the virus and their lives are still far from normal and our thoughts go to them and yes we have to not get too carried away with our own situation and our own good fortune. Thank you to everyone who is listening who is in that situation and is hopefully uh, enjoying some of the the parkrun chat and some of the you know, the fact that we have a degree of parkrun normalcy here. You know, it's obviously, it's a very delicate balance and we're, we're really fortunate to be in the situation that we are. And as you say, really mindful that, that so many aren't. We look forward to everyone getting to share that parkrun normalcy, that freedom again, it will come. Yes, and if you can listen to us and forget the troubles for a while and join us in enjoying the parkrun stories, we just hope we can bring you a little bit of parkrun fun to your week. And if you've got some parkrun fun or not parkrun fun as well, we'd love to share it too. Is that a call out? Drop us a line. (laughs) Always drop us a line. We'd love to hear. Do you think we're done again for another week, Ollie? Another jam-packed podcast full of records and adventures it's all serving as inspiration for me it'll get me across the line before long but i think you're right i think that's been another great week thank you to all of our roving reports and uh, obviously to lauren and thank you mel no worries we shall see you next week